Hellcast and I am Reaper. J Dog. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about how do you determine whether or not a metal band is awesome or if it just flat out sucks. Now, you might be thinking, I just like what I like, so what the hell does it matter? <laughs> or you might be thinking, well, I like cool things like comps uh, albums. Those have been really helpful in finding other bands. Or you know what I always really liked when there was those cover albums by some of my favorite ba- bands that are usually just classic bands being covered, but you can really find some cool underground bands that do a kick-ass job and making it that cover song their own. And that's how I find out about them. Or you're like, dude, one of my fan favorite things is listening to that awesome podcast, Hellcast. And they do that, you know, five bands and 30 30 seconds or less, and I just love hearing that, and that really has introduced me to many bands. All that and more, because we're live here on YouTube, and we're going to be having some fan uh, interactions, so definitely be in the comments, be a metal nerd, let's start talking, but let's dive right into it. What the hell is going on? What is this Reaper Metal uh, production shit? So... If you've been a follower of Heavy Metal Relics, Reaper Metal uh, Productions has taken over the YouTube channel. And that's about it. Because Heavy Metal Relics is not going anywhere. As you've obviously seen it, if you've been following the show, you've always seen Hostess Bridget England. And if you've definitely been following it, then you would have seen me doing a lot of videos and stuff. And then now you kind of see me come here and there. And then you definitely see now co-host Dave Overkill from Cleveland's Destructor. He's also a part of the show. So that's entirely what it is. The show. Heavy Metal Relics is a show on Reaper Metal Productions. Hellcast is also a show on Reaper Metal Productions. And like someone asked earlier, what's going on with Crucify Mortals? Well, there you go. I do a lot of stuff metal-wise. Make shows, do music. I was just mastering an album for an awesome band called Oficus yesterday. And so umbrella and everything because man having all these different social media platforms and pushing different things it's like man we just need to put it all under one entity you'd watch the fox network to watch the simpsons but then you'd watch a movie that they you know put commercials on and whatever and then you'd watch futurama or whatever the hell you, you get the idea that's the kind of the approach that we're going here for go to our, our website hellcast.net and join our mailing list we're not going to spam you with stupid stuff although obviously tell you about cool new releases because that's a Another aspect of Reaper Metal Productions is there's releases like we did recently. Uh, the first release back, because it's been on record label all along before that, Reaper Metal uh, Productions, that is. But we did Cyst, uh, the, the uh, Frozen Casket, Digipack CD. And then we got another release coming up. And like I said, Crucify Mortals, my band. All that stuff is available uh, at Reaper Metal Productions Bandcamp. But... If you subscribe to the Hellcast mailing list, that'll kind of put you in that Reaper Metal family there. And then you will also hear about new episodes. You won't be leaving it up to a social media algorithm that wants to tell you about stuff that you should like. And then you'd be streamed on to something that you very likely may care about. If you don't, you at least have the power to be like, well, I don't care about that episode and delete. So we won't spam you into the traditional regard of giving you absolute bullshit you could care less about. So... All those plugs out of the way. This episode, like every episode, is sponsored by the good people at Hell's Headbangers Records. When you need metal, go to hell. You may remember this band, Speedwolf, Ride With Death. 
this was out of print for a little while. Yeah, Pretty when popular did that originally band. Come? Was that 08, 09? Uh, I, think, I, think, I don't even know, man. I think it's 2010, been a while. I think it was 2010. So we saw the Hellset Bangers has had this going. It was great, and now it's back in stock. So if you're one of those people that missed out on Speedwolf, do you know, though, if there are an, uh, an LP reissue is in the... I don't know for sure. As a matter of fact, I was a little uh, surprised by the CD because we were talking about repressing that for years. After these years, it's still a hot mover, you know? Yeah, uh, that's it was, great. It was, that's it was great. A real, I, I, I when remember, it first came out, that was a, um, kind of like a hot new band, kind of like Acid Witch dude, and Midnight. Dude, I, I first met Reed because he brought Nunslaughter out to Denver, and I was in the band at that time, mm-hmm. and um, he didn't have a band. He had done, like, punk and kind of stuff, and it's like, just... And instantly really liked the guy. Like, he was, you know, I mean, you, you, you traditionally like people, but, like, he was one of those people that I felt like, like, just immediately kind of clicked to on a better level. Yeah, there's, so I, really I get that awesome sometimes, dude. too. There's not too many people in the world I could say that for, but uh, I, yeah, I know you're talking about I have gotten that before. And that's where we had a, a really fun, like, it's just, it always is just a story or memory at this point that I always crack up to because one of his friends, so, I, and I think I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. Fuck it. We, so we played in uh, Denver, not Slaughter did. We had two shows to play both in, in Denver and quickly we kind of found out as Clevelanders, especially that, you know, not every city in America or, or state or, and you know, furthermore countries have the abundance of live gigs that we do here in Cleveland. It's a very musical town, as much as we bitch about how much Cleveland sucks at the same time. So we go there, and it's just like, wow, man, like, we're going to play two shows in the same city. And so, bam, we play the first show. It gets shut down because it was at, like, some venue, and there was, like, some sort of, you know, having the rights to have a social event, uh, so to speak, that the cops shut it down. So immediately we had to go to, like, this bar across the street. And then the next day show, it was just like, well, we're going to have to do it at the junkyard. And it's like, really? Like, Nunslaughter is as popular as junkyard material? <laughs> like, that's like, wow, this just seems like a really big failure. But that it was more, no, because they didn't really have all these uh, venues to go to. And so it's like, oh, wow, okay. Like, you know, in Cleveland, it would have been just like, well, shit, I know such and such down the, sh- literally down the street, a block mm. is available. Let's just go play there, you know, and so on. Range, so, yeah. so any at any rate. That's where I kind of just was sitting at this gig there now at this junkyard. And one of Reed's friends, he's got, he's fucking done in leather, man. And one of his, pa- I didn't notice it, but we were playing with that band Black Market Fetus. Mm-hmm. Now they kind of sort of have a name that can kind of be like that whole Black Dahlia murder or, I don't know, bands with like sentence long names where you're like, oh God, that sounds awful. Sorry guys. But they're not. They're good. And so... Sitting there, all of a sudden, this dude, the uh, Nate from Black Market Feed, is like, dude, that's an awesome hoodie in the Blowfish patch. I'm just like, <laughs> wait, wait, who, wait, who has the hoodie in the Blowfish patch? Did he have like, it? Did he have a hoodie? Whoa, 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 a hoodie in the Blowfish patch? You know, like, that's whoa, like the, that's and like then the most, where? That's like, like the I most, see Mortician. You know, that's like, like the most horrible band ever. <laughs> so then, boom, he's got, he had it like right there, literally a hoodie in the Blowfish. Was this a joke patch. though? So I guess it was a joke, but like. I don't know, man. Because I even think, asked do you think there'd be hooting the blowfish patches in existence. Well, it it then just became this whole tripwide joke that I'm sure if I saw Reed again, it would probably come up. He remember? Uh, I haven't seen him in a while. Oh yeah, I would. I would hope because it's just I don't know. It's funny, <laughs> and so it wasn't Reed that had it, obviously. So that friend, though, I don't. I'm gonna was a laser. Keep, well, maybe not nameless anymore. Oh. But <laughs> oh. I remember kind of asking, like, so like. You know, I'm not passing judgment, dude, but do you really like Hootie and the Blowfish? <laughs> what did he say? And he made the remark, like, well, I wouldn't have a patch if I didn't. And I was like, right on. <laughs> uh-huh. 
so that segues then. What do you? How do you decipher if a band is awesome or if it sucks? But let me segue it a little bit more because you made a remark earlier, and Bowen jokingly said, "Do you enjoy Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics?" <laughs> and those suck. Let's just answer that right out of the gate. But how do you determine if something's great? Um, yeah, just based on uh, I'm, I'm, you know, the uh, I'm, I'm real simple in general and everything. I just if I like it or not. So that's why I can respect the Hootie guy. Um, because at least he's like, because <laughs> at least he likes what he likes. And he's not yeah. afraid to show up. That's that. That's a, that's a sure sign of a definite not poser. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I like that. I can respect that. Uh, I don't know how he can like it because that's just flat like Kanye. So that's just bad. Well, that's where the joke kept yeah. going. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's, just, that's just bad. <laughs> um, so it's kind of mind-boggling how anyone can even like that. Like I didn't, I didn't even think like, like our parents would like that shit. And as a matter of fact, I don't think they do. Um. So it's surprising, but you know, at least hey, he's not afraid to admit it. But me, yeah, it's uh, it's just if I like it or not. But it seems like my tastes are a little bit um, almost uh, like capped off in yeah. the sense to where it's like I like what I like, and it's like so so much out of that style. It seems like I can't really get into for the most part, maybe because my ears are just polluted. So obviously, like a lot of the death metal stuff, and you know, uh, extreme metal in general. But I mean, because even like. Even like the classic heavy metal stuff, it's it's really got to be something that really just hits me hard. Otherwise, well, what's I'm just... something that would hit you hard though? When you, by saying that, because that's kind of just a blanketed statement. Like, what's more precisely an element of you just cited heavy metal? So, what would be something in heavy metal? Like for me, I would say that uh, if you're a traditional heavy metal band, you need to be a powerful vocalist. Yeah, no. So, like, obviously, some bands I consider heavy metal that I really like is obviously Merciful Fate, uh, Metal Church. Um, I mean, I love, there's there's Maiden I like, you know, um, uh, and powerful singers. Yeah, and I like. Uh, it, we, it's kind of considered speed metal. I like the early uh, Exciter albums a lot, but I guess I could kind of be considered heavy metal. Maybe. Well, even metal Fuck, church in a way called heavy metal, heavy metal maniac. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, uh, I mean, that was a different time too. You know, where yeah, it wasn't so whatever you want heavy metal, speed metal, yeah. but obviously more of the closer to heavy metal than fucking death metal. Obviously, um, like Sabbath a lot. Duh, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of more modern heavy. Who's a real modern heavy metal band that you know I like? Not mo- like not within the last. Oh, uh, Lady Beast. Yeah, Lady Beast is good. She's a good singer. She's got a, a good presence. Yeah, Lady Beast is good. I like that. Uh, Iron Swords was good, especially that second album. He's got a unique voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you're kind of sort of honoring that same kind of mentality, then at least for heavy metal's sake. Yeah, maybe. Let me approach it this way, because shout out to Will, who's the one that kind of sort of asked this to even get this conversation going. He's made the remark that when it comes to death metal for him, that he likes, he doesn't exactly like the Cannibal Corpse, Chris Barnes, when Chris Barnes could actually do pretty well at uh, growling, because now he just sounds like a barking dog with laryngitis. (laughs) But, uh... He said he cited like more like Martin Van Drunen kind of stuff, which, hey, Will, do you have a cis CD? Because that vocally would be right up your alley. Um, yeah, well, I like, yeah, yeah. So, and I know that you're kind of sore partial because the, the, the growls would be more of the more brutal death metal, where the Martin Van Drunens would be the more old school death metal. And who the hell knows where we are anymore? Because there's another well, like, kind the, of for, for example, metal. if I had it like that, when there's that abandoned island question, take five records, what would you take going to abandoned island? To spice it up a little bit more so, if I had to go to a band in Ireland, I could only take one genre with me. It honestly probably would be the more uh, brutal death metal, cannibal corpse type stuff. 
So because that's what I if if you were to take add up everything I listen to, majority of the bands would be in that style, and that crosses way to the Swedish scene too. Dismember, Entomb, Grave, Unleashed. I would just put that in the same category because like the nineties, late eighties, early nineties death metal. Mm-hmm. That that genre from from across U.S. you know Scandinavian, you know South American, all in that year frame. That's that's what I primarily listen to the most. But yeah, obviously I listen to you know a lot of you know black metal, thrash metal, heavy metal. But if you were to add it all up, that would be the primary genre that I listen to the majority of. How would you cite a kind of a thrash metal band that would be what's appealing in a thrash metal band? I think I this is a pretty good one. I, I, gen- I generally like the uh, darker, more like satanic based uh, thrash metal. Yeah, like uh, like the first sacrifice, torment fire, mm-hmm. uh, creator pleasure to kill, uh, the stuff that's more dirty, d- darker sounding. Um, you know. Um, like the like blood feast kill for pleasure a lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I know knowing you and I know the audience knows less is that yeah you've always kind of cited that that it was more of the you know thrash that's because thrash can really you know we got party thrash and which it's more the darker the more gruesome yeah yeah like the, yeah, obviously rigor mortis the West Coast is so. not your forte because that can not always of course yeah, but it I does mean, yeah I mean I do like I mean I like the first uh, of course the East Coast yeah too, I like the know? first two uh, two to three Anthrax albums so I mean you know I like I like Exodus Bonded by Blood a lot I like uh, the early Metallica albums so I do like you know that those uh, quote unquote you know early Metallica yeah Early Megadeth. Early Megadeth. I like. I like. No, early, I'm joking. I like early Metallica more than I like early Megadeth. I know you're the other way around, but I like. Er, yeah. But I like early Megadeth. Um, so I like the trendy stuff too. The bigger, you know, the the the, the must, the what everybody likes. Uh, love the early. Out of all the the big, uh, the big bands, uh, the the first three Slayers are my favorite by far. Well, yeah, Exodus. Bound of my blood. Like I said Dredd that. said. I said. Oh, Exodus, he said. Okay, cool. Bound of my blood. Oh, but maybe maybe Dread. Did you ask Exodus? Because it was like, well, maybe he meant the band Bonded by Blood, which is hmm. no, I didn't mean that. I meant, I meant the album Bonded by Blood by Exodus, <laughs> nineteen eighty five album. Um, yeah, which kind of is the only album for me when it comes to that. Yeah, band. I, yeah. I, I mean, uh, Pleasures of Flesh has some good songs. The sound quality on that album sucks shit for whatever reason. Why is it so goddamn low? Like you got to crank it to hear. Oh, it. Pleasures of Flesh. Yeah. yeah, it's got some good songs though. Was that first song Deranged? That's pretty good. Um, it's got some, you know. Just that voice, man. Steve Souza. Oh, uh, he didn't bother me like he did you. Uh, I thought he was comparable <laughs> to Bailoff as far as the style, who they're going for. You know, what I mean, I it wasn't guess. like he was way out wing. Like this is like totally different. Um, I, I kind of got it. I mean, it just a lot of those those uh, other mid tier later albums. I think it's because, like I said, it's more of that party thrash that I wasn't uh like I wasn't big on Veermock and stuff like that. You know, uh, DRI. I wasn't big on those bands. I don't dis- disrespect them or you know hate them or anything. I just they just didn't do much for me. That wasn't really my thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want I kind of want to hear everybody else too. Dread, you know, uh, Dread, Blue Drum, uh, Vomit, Goat Hammer, Javier, Scott, Meredith. Like, what do you guys and anybody else that I didn't, didn't mention, of course? What do you? How do you kind of? You know, like a band. Like, if you have to really kind of think about it, don't just keep it as "Well, I like what I like." Well, think about what do you? How do you identify it to know that you might like it? Because I was kind of sort of just being a dork about it, thinking about it. Like, what do I like in a band? And I realized it more so pretty much yesterday. <laughs> hence the timeliness of this conversation. Because, like I said earlier, I do a lot of mastering work, and so I was working with this awesome band, Oficus, who. Style-wise, man, like, it's all over the place because it's kind of sort of like that, I guess, black and rock and roll thing. Uh, but then it's got that heavy metal edge. But then it's got, like, this Sabat from Japan comes to mind where um, 
not so much Gazole, but Gazole is just out there too as a, lo- a ve- uh, as a vocalist. But particularly when the guitar player that is no longer in the band, Tesman, would do vocals. Um, Snow, no. There's something on that To Pray Sabbatical Queen album where it's Tesman Osman singing and his vocals are just <laughs> like really. It's a lot of it's ridiculous, yeah. It's totally ridiculous. And that's what Ophicus will sometimes do. So at any rate, mastering this album and kind of sort of going back to the mix to get a little bit technical on you because as a master, you can only do so much to fix sort of problems that you might hear in how this is sounding. And so we're going back to this. And so it made me kind of more so realize like, wow, after having done uh, done this project, I really appreciate Ophicus a lot more because I really got to, A, be a nerd that will, for one, one of the variables for me is sound of a record. And I got to kind of like identify what, what sounds I don't like and want to see fixed. So that helped. And then time and really getting to know the album, which as an adult now, I don't get to do, you know, as much because I'm mastering or doing podcasts where I'm not listening to music right now. Mm-hmm. And so how important is sound to you? Does that something you really, really think about? Not nowhere near as much as you do. Probably because you, you know, you, you do it. I yeah. Think. Uh, but it is more so than it was in my younger years, just because you do start to notice that a lot of shit just starts to sound the same. Yeah. So in that sense, yeah. But um, I've always said if the songs are really good and they really stand out, they just get your, your blood moving, then I can overlook the sound. I'm with Scott. Big thing other than that, but it's still sound based. He said drums. Totally, man. Like, now, if you got a heavy, especially if you, always going to come back to a heavy metal band because you can. People that don't know how to sing can be in thrash metal and death metal bands because they can, you know, acquire the the way to <laughs> present a good vocal in those forms. Uh, less, you know, they can. But a lot of times, ways. too, like that's where it's coming. to, uh, Like you're saying, you know, the death metal shit, which is what I primarily listen to. It's getting a little old in the sense to where no, no one's coming shit. No, I don't about give a shit. Just they're kind of just doing what is going to be acceptable. Like just just growing a microphone. This is going to be acceptable. Like and yeah, I'm all for I'm all for the, the growing of the microphone. But the thing is, if like you listen to, for example, you listen to like Tune the Mutilated, it's growing, right? You listen to fucking the vocals on Deicide, growing, right? But they sound different. Then you listen to Suffocation, growing, right? Still, so they all had character. Then you put on Carcass Recomputerfaction. They all had different character to them. Yeah, yeah. Now and then, then like look at a band that's really unique. It's like Macabre when they do the other to vocal things. Yeah, <laughs> they, but he have his lows too. It's like the bands had character. Yeah. Now it's just or look at a band like Unleashed. He's not grown, but it's death metal style vocals. Another character. Yeah. It's like why the fuck can't like they can't do that? Where's anymore? the characters? Yeah, it is. That's why I liked um the early bands of like I said that third generation death metal, the really really brutal stuff. The early early bands like uh, Devourment, Last Days of Humanity. The reason I liked it is partially because of the vocals because they were it was another character, like a lot of the gurgling and shit. It was like to- totally no one was doing it. like no one sounded like that when those bands were first coming out. I'm like oh this is fucking different. It's still you know it's really brutal and it's it's different. It yeah. doesn't just sound like okay another guy singing into the grave. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just now they just get in there and growl and it's, it, there there always was that aspect with bands just did that. But now more than ever it's like you're almost guaranteed it's going to be something you've heard before. It's almost because it's almost like then the just go in there and growl was kind of sort of like 
the up and coming fresh thing. So in a lot of ways, they just had that aspect of being in the right place at the right time because it was a pioneer at that point. Mm-hmm. Where now it's more so laziness. Yeah, because it's like the mold. And I'm not, I hate that word. Um, I mean, I use it because it has its place, but for the most part, I hate it because it's just a lack of uh, words to go to. People say original. Well, how can you be a really, like, that's probably what they're assuming I'm referring to as being original. That's not what I meant. Because you could use a band, like, how can you be original nowadays? Yeah, you probably, there's probably not much to be original out there, be with. There's probably, you probably come up with a thing or two, but for the most part, it's all been done. But what, but what I'm saying about the characters, Take the fu- um, like the first uh, Acid Witch. I don't really consider that a death metal band, but it's death metal style vocals. Like it's more of like a doom band. Oh, with, yeah, with his Lazio. vocals are very unique. On uh, 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 the they, first one, yes. Specific- are his, are, is his vocals original? Not really, but they're unique and they're different. They can be distinguished. Especially unique. The the lack of originality really kind of worked then to become slightly in a more original sense on that particular uh, example of the first Acid Witch, Witch Tannic Hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, because it had Lassie from Hooded Menace, and he was doing low death metal vocals, but to a style that, like you said, it wasn't really death metal. But I guess and because it had that, it kind of character. Like you could walk once you knew the album, you could just walk in, and then they did a new album, you would know it was him. Yeah, he just, just had that character. But character know? is a very good thing. Now, we said drums. I think one of the biggest things, especially today. And that's a second runner-up, by the way. If I'm going to put it in an order, drums might be first. I'll tell you why. Hell, if you want character of drums, I don't know much about drumming, but what I do know is this. If you're playing a, a blasting death metal band, you want a little bit more character today, do fast blasting drums with no triggers whatsoever with a raw recording. Well, see, that's That'll the thing. That'll be more original. It's not so, so it's much. It's not original, but, you know, as character now, because who the fuck's doing that now? Nobody. From a, from a, from a producer's standpoint of recording... It's not so much triggers that render uh, a bad sound. It's the use of the triggers. If you use them to do what they were designed for, and that is uh, cut off any background noise that the rest of the drum set that can give so that you can single out just your drums or whatever drum that you are triggering. In most cases, uh, it's just the bass drum. Um, Then you can just cheat and you can make it perfect. Like, People are going to hear that dishonesty. So that's where they can really suck. But it's just then people will leave it to then not trying to, because what the trigger is is at that point then is just a signal. So then you can find whatever sound to then make that kick drum sound like, and nobody gets a good one. Nobody gets, you know, a nice thuddy one. They just get a nice, and it's like, what is going on? And then I've often bitched about that. So, like, what we lack is kind of sort of that, like you the seventies rock, honestly, like seventies rock and Fenris just come that came to mind right there because he's the one that kind of said this, and I agree, but I was always thinking it, and he he cited Uriah Heap in that, but it was like just listen to that drum, man. Like it's just it sounds like it's in this little room. It's not like it's got like this, you know, it just has this almost room reverb to it, but it's just a nice thick full set where it's not. Like metal really likes tries to just dial in single aspects of the drum rather than mix the drum to be a drum. Like it's like make sure my kick is heard. So like, well, what about your snare, your toms? Like well, we just don't care about that, you know. And it's just always about the speed. Like kind of, so it is like that mentality. It's just like no, just play the fucking drums. You know. Well, how cool would it be? Kind of, and maybe that would help offset it to be a, a slightly different genre. 
where if like someone, and I don't know how this would translate, frankly, but where someone played a, a 70s style rock drum sound to a death metal band, I, I mean, like imagine beat. a blast, you know, to like a Uriah Heap drum sound. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Or like an ACDC sound, drum sound, yeah. Yeah, like Phil Rudd's blast. Yeah. He's just... You know? Yeah, probably sound... Yeah, it'd sound cool. And I think it goes back to what I said for the most part uh, in one of the previous episodes. I think... Majority of bands out there that bands they're they're not they're not music fans they're into they're into being a band and they're they're music writing fans yeah they're fans of basically themselves and just writing music and enjoy writing music but they're not really listening to a lot of themselves because it's so obvious because they're just using what modern technology is whatever the the, the norm is yeah they're just going with the times the seventies rye heap they were just going with what they had now it's you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. No one's going back to like, well, I really want it to sound like this because they're not music fans for the most part. They're not. And that's most fans, <laughs> most bands are not. And that's going to offend a lot of people, but that's just the truth. Yes. You ever notice if you ever like a lot of people I know, even in the underground, like I'm talking about underground metal bands too. Like you go there, like you go to their house and you see their collection. They'll have, they'll, they'll own like 10 CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Oh, not oh, not yeah, going to yeah. mention any names, but there's a lot of that. It's like, <laughs> dude, you're not a metal fan. You like playing in a metal band. But you're not a metal fan. Me, I have thousands of fucking albums because I'm a metal fan. I'm not in a band, though. Maybe I should be. Maybe I'd be in a sound that I like then, you know? Yeah. And try to create something of my own sound because uh, now there is metal fans that are in bands. But I, I'd say as a, as a majority, I'd say majority of the guys in bands are not metal fans. They're, uh, just, they're, fan, fan, they're fans of being in a metal band. They enjoy, I choose, they enjoy playing it. But they're not so much outside listening. And there's a lot of bands. I remember seeing, I'm not going to mention any bands too, um, but a lot, like death metal bands too. I remember like, yeah. like when meeting them outside, like way back in the day as a teenager, like their tour bus and shit. I'm not even joking, dude. They'd be playing like in the background. They'd be listening to fucking like Leonard Skinner and shit. And I remember at like 16, I'm like, the fuck are you listening to Leonard Skinner for? Something I'm like, why don't you listen to some fucking death metal? You're in a death metal band or listen to that new fucking... Uh, Enthroned album that just came out last week, or you know what I mean? I, I that, that was my first introduction to it, and I and the more and more I stumbled across, it, I was starting. I was like, half these fucking guys don't even actually listen to the kind of music they play. Yeah, they probably yeah, yeah. grew up on seven churches and shit, but they're the old, they're basically the old geezer now. Yeah, you know I'm burnt out. I listen to the old stuff, but they're one of those guys. Great example, and so. Trap Daily said, sorry, but unless you're a drummer yourself, I don't think most metal fans even notice drums like that. Drums are just there. We notice riffs, vocalists, and yeah, uh, bass much, lines yeah, first. Pretty much right, yeah. Which I don't know if I entirely agree with that, but that is a damn good point. I and, say and most and people you, probably don't. That's your opinion, so I'm sure there's definitely like-minded people of that. But let's cover different areas because we've only covered uh, drums and vocals. And yeah, guitars are important. Now, the thing of it is, is... Sometimes I don't know if a song will entirely rely on the riff. Of course, it depends on the style of music, but you could get by with a shitty riff sometimes if you had like a good vocal, that, especially in like maybe heavy metal. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm going to kind of sort of reject that because you, you need some riffs. <laughs> but I guess just variables of the guitar, be it the riff or the sound, you can kind of get by slightly half-assed because... You could almost give it some character in that. At least, if that's my best point with that, that would be my point. Is that you can get by with, if the guitar had a shitty guitar sound, you could almost write it off as like intentional, and that could be cool. Because in a lot of ways, you could say that people could have thought that Celtic Frost's muffled kind of tone 
was shitty for the day, but now it's like awesome and hailed. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's where I would go with that at least. But I don't know. I mean, it's there to care about the guitars as a guitar player too. You know, you'd think it definitely. But I don't know. It's I guess at the end of the day, for me, man, like it, it really just comes down to something. Either something individual will hit me, and a lot of times that could be an awesome drum sound. Um, or then, yeah, it's just something within the mechanism of this album or song or band. Um, but I wanted to, uh, first and foremost, uh, agree with Scott or not Scott. Uh, Blue Drum said uh, the new Cardiac Arrest album is killer. I have not heard it yet, uh, but I've heard the one before it, I believe, or at least a close up to this. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty behind. And it was, it was actually, it was a band I kind of sort of at fall. I've known uh, Adam Scott for a while. Just shipped Adam back today. Oh really? Yeah. Adam's awesome. Yeah. He's a, and, and there's a metal fan for you right there. Yeah, exactly. He's one of the few guys in a band that are still fans. Have you heard the new Cardiac Arrest? Not the newest, but I, I didn't. When did the newest one come out? I've uh, just recently. Oh, then no, not no, no. But they, yeah, that's like a band that I don't think. That's a good example. I'm glad we brought that up because, and, and Grant, I got to hear it, but um, what I know about them and remember about them for the albums I do own and have and like is that they're not trying to do, like, hey, we're old school. Let's try doing this. Like, they just do it. He just plays what he wants. Yeah, you know, like we yeah. talked about Matt Harvey with Pounder last, which I listened to that Pounder 7, which I did not realize they had, like, a full-on ballad. I was like, whoa, Matt Harvey. Um but, like, they just do it. We're metal fans. Mm -hmm. And so it's just not like they're not sitting there going, well, well, I don't know. You can't do that guitar. You can't. I mean, maybe they are. Or you can't trigger your drums. Like, they'll just they'll just give me a good sound and record. Well, it's a difference, like I said. It's like, well, it's all about those, uh, how majority of bands aren't fans. Someone like Adam for Cardiac Arrest. I could totally see him, you know, picking up something like Cyst and listening to it. Coming home after work, having a beer, listening to Cyst. <laughs> Yeah, he's the type that yeah, would for sure. He would pick God, it up. He would pick it up. That's what I'm saying. He's the exception. He's not the rule. Most of these bands, they're going home and listening to fucking Skinner or going on Facebook. They're, they're, they're not. I'm telling you, dude, they're not going home and listening to shit. And when they're when they're fucking when their fucking gauntlets are out, you know, the metal kahunas are coming out. Yeah, they're dusting off Show No Mercy for the year or Possessed Seven Church they, when they bought when they were a teenager. Yay, does that even count? Who the fuck doesn't own those? Exactly. Does that even count? Like, if he bought the new Sis, that counts. Exactly. Dusting off Seven Churches, that should just automatically be there. That's like saying not you don't have a bar of soap in your fucking, uh, your goddamn uh, shower. It just should be there. Exactly. That don't count. And I full-heartedly agree with Omar right there. Yes, you should check out the Heavy Metal Relics video at Athenar's house from midnight. But honestly, you should check out every Heavy Metal Relics video. And for anyone that didn't tune from the beginning of this episode, I was explaining that we this channel was Heavy Metal Relics, and now it's Reaper Metal Productions. Don't worry, it doesn't mean Heavy Metal Relics is going away. It means that we're introducing what Reaper Metal Productions does. That is, put out cis CDs. That is, produce Heavy Metal Relics videos. That is, do live streams that are Hellcast, and the homeboy right here is the guy that makes it all happen, not toot my own horn, but I kind of sort of am, and that's the whole point of the switchover to make it easier. So, there is a playlist compiling everything of the Heavy Metal Relics uh, channel, uh, since it was it's not, you know, it lost the channel aspect, so you can't just go like Heavy Metal Relics for a channel-wise, but you could easily access it by doing a Google search or going through the playlists on the Reaper Metal Productions channel to find the one simply labeled Heavy Metal Relics and that's literally every single video that we've done and will be continuing to do and putting them there. <laughs>
care about compilations. In a way, I sort of think metal and compilations is starting to be... I mean, they're still happening, so they're not. I'm not going to say that they're irrelevant, but it almost seems like compilations are more so a punk and hardcore thing. Yeah, I can't even think of the last one I've seen other than the ones that we've done. Am I a fan of them personally? Uh, I'm actually not. Um, I used to be. I think they're a great uh, resource for the younger bucks that are actually excited about music, uh, which seem to be few and far in between, but the ones that are, you know, awesome. Glad to see it. Wish there was more of you. Uh, for them to check out bands Because I remember like Getting the ones from like Relapse Records and shit Nuclear yeah. Blast I loved that crap That's how I checked All the new bands You know I heard a lot of bands Like like this band Like this band And literally I would go out As soon as I had money And bought those albums That were on there Well you That's know what, what? I So I think they're great this. I think they're great for that But for me now I'm just in a different um, Area of uh, uh, Of life To where Yeah Because like You know I could just check out The shop and shit But I think it's a great tool For the young buck Well Times are different too just now because with YouTube and stuff, you can just check shit online. Yeah. I think they were a great thing 15 years ago for sure. I thought they were a great thing. Well, and and then now I really have nothing more to add to that because I'm the exact same demographic. But like Blue Drum just said, give a shout out to King Folly from Deceased, who, yes, are from the United States. Uh, I absolutely love Deceased, who I would not fully put into the death metal bracket because they have death metal albums, but something like Supernatural Addiction. It's kind of sort of on the heavy metal realm, mm-hmm. uh, but very other various other uh, genre uh, stuff there. But at any rate, so deceased was on a compilation. Damn, if I remember the title of it though, Ajna, the Ajna Offensive put it out. We have it in stock, and it was an exclusive track. And then Ghoul was on it as well. Is it that? Oh, you're talking about that picture disc? Yeah, it's like yeah. this picture disc. And, uh, ah, man, I don't want to interrupt the live stream to look. But Yeah, the LP, the song's like Werewolves Curse on yeah, it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I just said I don't really care about comps. And really any comp I would have would either be ones that my band, Crucified Morals, has been on or, or anything I've been involved with. I have that record. And then, what's that? That Ghoul Deceased. And then, exactly. That. Then I would buy something like that. Those are exclusive my, songs. Yes. It's almost like... The most extreme split in that sense. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, so I'll buy them that sense. Just like the uh, the very early um, comp way back in the day, even before my time, was the death metal comp. You know what I'm talking about with Running Wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hellhammer. Um, I'm going to draw a blank. The um, Running Wild, Hellhammer. What the fuck? Uh, oh, Halloween and... Um, Who's the other band? There's only two songs on there, and that's like... Oh, uh, stuff. Dark Avenger. Yeah, the fucking band great. That, but they didn't do anything after No, they that. do have a demo out there. That oh, I really? Can, for the life of me, I can't find, and uh, DOTD, he kind of, he, he's like, I never could find it. But supposedly, I think even Metal Archive says they have like a four or five song demo. I would love to hear it, because yeah. I, thought, I thought there were two songs, and they were fucking great. That's the, the only uh, way you're getting those songs, that comp. Uh, yeah, and that's... But again, that comp was Noise Records, the death metal comp, which yeah. none of the bands on it are death metal, but they were, I guess, death metal of that time. Not, yeah. Um, the those songs are exclusive to it. Yes. Oh, those recordings, because the Hellhammer songs on that. Yeah, Messiah the Hellhammer is the only one, but the Running Wild is. Those, those are, are exclusive great. recordings, right? Those, those or, or I maybe think they, they are. are. But the but the Running Wild, that's all that came. I mean, it came out on other shit as bonus and stuff years later. But that's the only way you could get those two songs, and those songs are great. Bones and and then the other thing, although I don't have them, but in, as far as my inner metal encyclopedia tells me, the um, uh, Metal Massacres from Metal Blade, the 
the ones they did before, like the '90s tapes, which would be like a comp I found out of bands. But when Metal Blade was doing like later comps and, and like most labels are doing, they're just kind of like samplers. And that's another aspect, real quick. But anyway, the uh, what was I going to say? Oh, Metal Massacre was one of the more old school comps, though, that you got exclusive recordings, at least if not songs, to that comp. And so I think that's what kind of sort of got lost to today's it was, standards. It, yeah, I mean, even even what we do, it was being put out more as like an advertising purpose, like advertiser yeah. bands, which nothing wrong with that. We we do it too. Um, but that's what the, they, they switched over more to the means as far as advertising their bands. So yeah. just taking a song off their upcoming album so we could check it out, see if you like it, and then when the album comes out, you pick it up. That was, exactly. That was more their means of how it... Uh, you know why I was coming out, and that, and even like for the days of like when relapse was something to uh, <laughs> be curious about. Yeah, back in the day, they were <laughs> and great. Central media, furthermore, yeah, um, they used to be like good those too. comps were very helpful, but you did not get anything that was exclusive just to that no, comp. It no, was you did. I, I was fine with that because that's how I found out about all those you know bands. A lot of them, you know, ordering from relapse, they throw that in there, and uh, I remember when you were getting those early uh, samplers that they did relapse. I would say. 75 to 80 percent of the bands on there I liked, and then the other 25, 30 percent I didn't. But I, you know, I found a lot of, a lot of bands that I yeah liked a lot of bands, you know, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what about cover albums? <laughs> um, Do you I care, uh, I don't generally care, but I kind of they're enjoyable because those could be comps in their own, they can, they're enjoyable in the sense if it's a band that's uh, I'm a big fan of and they have several albums under their belt. I'll give you an example, that's why I think uh. Deceased Cadaver Traditions, I actually think it's an enjoyable listen. Some of them are kind of silly. Yeah. But I, it's an enjoyable listen because Deceased has so many of their originals, and it's just cool to see, because King King's an actual metal fan, unlike a lot of the guys that you know I just said. <laughs> uh, it's cool to see who he'd cover. You'd be uh, curious, like, who's next? And his take on it, because he's yeah. like, when they come, like, for example, they cover Empatago. You, have, you know, it does, it's just put Deceased style. Like, what would that sound like? Yeah, so that was kind of neat. Um, so I liked that. Another band that did a, a cover album that I enjoyed... Did years ago, uh, fucking like a long time ago now, actually, like 18 years ago, is Hemorrhage, Load Songs. Because everyone knows anything, anybody that knows anything about me knows I'm a huge Hemorrhage fan. One of my all time favorite bands, actually. Hemorrhage from Spain. Yeah. Um, they did a, a cover album. So that for them is cool. Like, for example, if like DSI did a cover album now, I would, I'd pick it up. I would just hope that they wouldn't pick like, we're going to cover, you know, Deep Purple. And oh, God. I know. Like, I hate don't, don't, don't do that. Cover, Vader, cover metal bands at least. Vader you know? comes to mind as a really, because the other example would be, and we didn't really go down there and say anything more about it, but Six Feet Under Graveyard Classics. Now, for the, it's awful, but it's also additionally awful because one, Van Halen. Uh, Did he like, call Van Halen? Yeah. Uh, like, what do we? That's gotta be Did awful. He? I don't think it was running with the devil. It was on fire. I think. But, rah, rah, rah. Like it's horrible. It's it, those songs won't, won't. It won't provoke the curiosity of like, man, that's gonna be aw-, at least for me of like what you, you know said. What I like, think the help is though. It, you know what it I provokes c- like this is gonna be awful. I gotta yeah, hear the what it outside, sounds like. You know, um, what especially because uh, Six Feet Under went on doing their later albums. It attracted a crowd that. People that I'm not a fan of personally, um, in the musical realm they're into. Um, what I think it's brought good to though is a lot of those young kids because they cover. I know I remember they covered like Merciful Fate and shit like that. I think it brings attention to these <laughs> metal classics that these kids would never. I know, but like <laughs> <laughs> fucking Merciful Fate would. 
Here's yeah, the thing, you Here's the say, thing. Yeah, hang on. I think you're a little hard on him because, because he sucks. <laughs> yeah, but that's also you. That's also the the ears of the beholder. And I behold some pretty opinionated ears that I've well, seen no, a lot of other people we'll agree see. with. Okay, so if he's going to call Mercial Fate, that's like say that's one of his all time favorite bands, which is actually very well maybe. He lost oh, Mercial yeah, Fate, sure. and in his mind, if his goal is Chris Barnes, you're yeah, talking about. If his mind is like, I want to bring, I was like, I see all these young kids come out to my show. He's like, they don't even know who Mercial Fate is. Disrespectful. They just got a Slipknot shirt on. He's like, they need to be see the light. Well, he's not going to try to sing like King Diamond. He's like, okay, this is how I'm singing. I now. agree. So I, I see, I see the purpose in it. It just comes off as silly because. You know the originals. Like, for example, I'll be honest with you. Right. Uh, when Six Feet Under was good, Alive, Alive, Alive Undead, that was the second release they did, uh, covering Grinder and shit. I didn't think that was silly. I didn't think so either. And whole, I'm so glad you said that because I recently bought that. Again, the uh, uh, Alive uh, Undead? Six Feet Under, Alive, Alive and Dead, I thought it was Live called. and Dead or li- Live Undead. Alive yeah. and it's, Dead. It's a good disc. It's like an EP, and so yes, yeah. that's the, that's when Six Feet Under did their first cover, and there was Judas Priest Grinder. Yeah. And when I got that as a kid, no, I did not hear anything wrong with it. And I bought it again, and I still well, hold your horses. I didn't hear anything wrong with it. I think but I did cover. notice. I was like, man, I would always say that Chris Barnes didn't get like bad vocally. Like he's just a bad death metal vocalist now. He's the pioneer, but yet he's horrible now. And yet, I'd always say, well, the first Six Feet Under, whether you hate it or not, like, he at least still had those chops. And that continued to go on to even some of the bad Six Feet Under, because those just got go bad, because it was, go like, on. bad songwriting and constant rap. That first Six Feet Under, Haunted, that's a great but record. dude, he, he was actually kind of sort of hinting to bad on that EP, Alive and Dead. He, it's yeah. there, dude. He's kind of barking. He was losing Yeah, it. but to his defense, like, if you actually read old interviews with him and stuff... He was trying to do something different. Yeah, he was trying to do something different. What he even said, like, he's trying to bring, like, play that down to music with growing vocals, but he said with some groove to it, to where he's like, you can kind of, like, tap your foot. Hey, that's, that's fine. So I, I get his point, and, and to be honest, he kind of did do something original and different, because think about yeah, it, like, yeah. prior to that, who was doing, like, this death metal groovy stuff prior to I can't think of anybody. Honestly, that's just the difference of this guy doesn't like it. So if you don't like it, turn yeah, it but off. The thing is with him, even the bad six feet under realms, dude, I would a million times rather yeah, see that yeah, yeah, than corn and all that other garbage. No, no, 100% agreed. But I had just am just saying he is the equivalent of like our dad when he would rip on everybody's dad. I'm sure anybody's parent that would be like, you just like that growling stuff. Like anybody can do that. And we all know the difference between no, everybody can't do that. And to the difference of someone trying to do that, it's just, dude, stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah, well, it's, and Chris Barnes he's at an, this he's, point needs to old, stop. He's embarrassing he's an, old, he's, he's an old man and looks like a freaking ex meth head too, and or I'm, a current meth head or something because I didn't, yeah, last interview I saw with him, he was looking, West. he was Looking, he was looking really bad Previous, there. Uh, Hellcast response. I was looking like he was ninety pounds and fucking damn near the grave. Yeah. Now Bowen says six feet under was never good, and that's where I want to lay the six feet under thing to the rest because you said earlier today, and I'm kind of sort of censoring it, that if you do not like the first de- six feet under album, we got a problem. Why would you say such a bold statement? Because it's a great record. That's it. <laughs> well, because. Honestly, like, what's not to like about it? It's like it's it's dark. It's a mix of like it's the ex Cannibal Court singer with like an obitu- which obituary sound basically. Yeah, because it had Alan West. Yeah, and it's just, it was great. I mean, everything. All the the songs were catchy, but they weren't bouncy by any means. No, um, no, no. The vocals were brutal, yet you can understand all the words. It was kind of like a sing along death metal album. 
You know what I mean? With what Obituary then just kept doing on all these subsequent albums since their reunion that just bore me to tears and I think are predictable. It's almost like you got what they were good, they were good at, and that's making generic riffs that you need to have a good vocal line that could catch you to be like, okay, that generic riff now works. And that was the, the, that was the first Six Feet Under album. And then Chris Barnes got bad. They started doing covers. They lost the Obituary sound. Obituary came back, and I don't even want to go there. I've already done that. And that's, that's my album. progression, yeah, digression. Was, yeah, it was just um, <laughs> the obituary stuff. Yeah, it's just kind of a lot of the stuff that when it was just it just got boring. And yes, I, I remember monstrosity. I do not remember monstrosity. <laughs> First but, three monstrosities are great. First two with Corpse Grinder and the third album, Imperial Doom. That's a great record. Yeah, but I got to tell you, uh, monstrosity can kind of sort of. What's the third album called? The third album is with the uh, guy zapping that angel. It's the first one without course grinder. What the fuck? That, that's the two where I saw them on, too. Oh, Warfare Noise. Someone's asking. Sarcophago. Uh, who else is on that? Um, oh, Sarcophago uh, um, is... Uh, sex Trash? I think Sex Trash is on there, and so is... Uh, Who's the fucking nut? Ch- not Chackle or whatever the hell with C H A. I think they are on there too. Yeah, I think they are on there too, and so was the H band, the, the, the Nazi band. The uh, H. Oh, Holocausto. Yeah. I think they're on there. Yes. Ground Zero. So cha- oh, Chackle, Chackle. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it's probably Portuguese that I'm butchering. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So Warfare Noise. That's like, that's a comp. However, I, I it's, it's like right out there. I can go grab one. I haven't heard it. Uh, is it, is it's it just, just exclusive all, songs by the those fans? The thing is, problem is with it, uh, it was probably cool. Mutilator. It, yes. Mutilator. Yeah, the problem is it was probably really cool when it came out back in the day. For me, it wasn't cool at all because all the songs I'm interested in, you already got them. Like they, they, you, oh. they came out already as bonus tracks. Some of the songs, like you know, maybe at the time it's like, oh, these Sarcophago songs are unreleased. I don't remember because I, I wasn't, I wasn't around when I came out. I was what 85 or something. I was just, what do you mean? You weren't, I was, you weren't I was alive, but I wasn't. You're in the womb with a headset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when that came out, yeah, I'm sure it was really cool. But getting it, you know, hearing it when it was re-released, it's like, oh, I already know all these songs. I already have them, so. You know, it wasn't as special to me um, as opposed to, you know, the people in the 80s that got it. I'm sure it was awesome as fuck, and I would have probably thought the same exact thing. But uh, Ruslan, Ruslan, sorry if I butchered your name. Now, that that's what I call a real metal discussion. Feel like my powers are growing. Well, I like to hear that. I like What's a real metal discussion? Just this, that? like, oh. you know, because we're, we're hitting a few new people that have never heard Hellcast before. And that, and that really is that really flatters me. That That's like one of the biggest compliments that we could ever receive. And a lot of people say that. And that's like, wow, truly a job well done. Because... <laughs> Back to my Reaper Metal Productions thing, so maybe we, you didn't hear that. Uh, you know, it was Heavy Metal Relics as far as the YouTube name. Now it's Reaper Metal Productions. And with Heavy Metal Relics, with Hellcast, with everything I do, that's ex- precisely the really effortless effort <laughs> is that it's like nobody does this kind of stuff. It's always like some stupid tabloid that you're only hearing about what that band is doing because they got a promotional person getting them an interview or getting them some sort of coverage and it's just like I don't care I I am still talking about warfare noise (laughs) from what 30 some years ago because I'm just a fan first and then yes maybe we will bring up a new band because I'm just a fan man it doesn't matter if it's a brand new release I'm sick of hearing but you gotta like this new release like no man and and when it's a sales pitch too like I really just I, I'm even less interested in it and so like yes I would rather if I'm going to even introduce anybody to uh Something And I'm not even trying to, but I guess at the same time am, I want to sit there and talk about it. I want to sit there and say, hey, you might think Six Feet Under sucks. Did you ever listen to the first album, Haunted? It's actually pretty good. And 
Wow, no Reaper, I, I severely disagree with you. Great, I'm glad you do, because you're not a poser then. You don't have to agree with me, because like you it, have an opinion that's what makes you, you a true fan. Too. I mean, if they don't, if, say they didn't like Cannibal Corpse, they didn't like Six Feet Under, they didn't like anything by um, Chris Barnes, I would say, hey, have you ever heard the uh, his uh, thrash metal band from back in the day, Leviathan? Something like It sounds like Creator and shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. Well, even demo. the first Cannibal Corpse is thrashy in its lyrics. Yeah, the first the demo, yeah. Well, the, the first demo, he's got the thrash. No, but I'm saying his vocals are too. Like, he's, it's kind of like Creator. But uh, so, so somebody, if they're like, I don't like Cannibal Corpse, I don't like Six Feet Under, it's like, check out the Leviathan demo. You might like that. And I'm not talking about that black metal band Leviathan either. I'm talking about the Chris Barnes from, uh, I believe the demo was 87, I believe. Like, I would love to, like, I think, like, for example, for me, like, Deicide doing a cover album would be cool. But if they're to cover, like, cool shit, like, like I know, like, Glenn likes, like, S.O.D. Cover yeah. that. Don't cover Halen and shit like that. No. Or, like, say, like, or cover, like, I've always brought up, cover somebody cover Rigor Mortis. You know, do some interesting good shit. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, a band you've been listening to all your life, and they're doing a cover album, and it's by metal, other metal bands that you like or potentially would like. Yep. But yeah, when they start throwing in Van Halen and deep, it's like this. Come it's on, kind of just stop. Well, it's kind of sort of like. So okay, this is gonna take a derail, but we kind of have hinted to these points. Um, so Dirk Buren, I can never. I, I butchered his name even when I shot the videos. What we did, uh, who is the drummer of Megadeth now? Now on this show, we would obviously point out like I'm sick of hearing about the Big Four, and so we did a Heavy Metal Relics video that is going to be posting. We actually have a giveaway um, that we're going to be doing, and I hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot. That's going to be hopefully next week's video here on the Reaper Metal platform, and you can win. All you got to do is go into the Hellcast or, or, or the mailing list. Wait for the video. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. At any rate, I was really stoked because Dirk, who is A, a member of the big four, so you would think, oh, God, he ain't going to like anything. Nobody in that band is going to be you know, <laughs> down the earth and know these metal bands. But who also kind of comes from that scene that uh, a few episodes ago we had Thomas from Redefined Darkness, and I kind of approached that subject that, like, hey, you were in a band like Abigail Williams or, well, you weren't in them, but it's kind of like a Black Dahlia murder who I pleasantly found out that I always thought that that was, like, new metal sentence sentence names that are awful. But it was like, oh, like, if you like Gothenburg uh, death metal, like, you would like this kind of stuff because that's what it kind of is. It just has a name that kind of could set you aside and that's the world that Dirk kind of has been in because he's been in like a band like soil work who's I think in that caliber but we did a top 10 with him and holy shit man he knows his metal he is excited about and he's excited about it like he knew who Hell's Headbangers was <laughs> like he, I gave him a shirt of Hell's Headbangers I gave him a Crucified Mortals 7 inch and, and LP my band and a shirt Got to do that. And uh, so I've been in touch with him ever since. We're doing the video. We're doing the giveaway and stuff. And, like, he, we were not talking about anything I gave him. And then he ended it with, like, hey, by the way, the LP and the split 7-inch were fantastic kick-ass, by the way. And I was like, wow, I actually believe he actually listened to those. Because <laughs> I would be the first guy, I'd be like, hey, he ain't going to listen to it. Because that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, was, I was handing it to him. I was like, he ain't going to listen to him. And he did. And he did. And, and he remembered months later. Like, it was months It was months ago that we did this. So when you see the video and you're wondering why everyone's, like, dressed warm, like, wow, Cleveland's really cold in the summertime. No, we shot months ago. You never posted ago. any of that stuff? Not yet, because we got uh, because that's why I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. Uh, I got a website around it. You know, I'm going to be the first to say, like, we're giving out stuff, but, you know, we're trying to push the Reaper Mode brand and everything that this is by doing so, because that's going to be pretty big. 
Um, and I think like Megadeth is gonna sh- should share it and stuff like that. So we got really cool things happening, and that to me is back to Chris Barnes and, and making these awful cover albums where you're <laughs> Van Halen or I mean, the dude, like because you said like, well, he wants to introduce it to kids, and I get that. And That's he's my done, guess. But well, no, you're yeah. right because I think he said that, and mm. I've looked on YouTube videos of the Graveyard Classics albums, and there are people who I can only assume are kids. That are like, oh my god, this is better than the ACDC version. Because I don't know if you knew, but one of the Graveyard Classic albums is ACDC Back in Black covered to its entirety. The entire now album. think about that for I a second. I haven't heard it. Think, pff, dude, it's kind of like someone said in the live feed. Like, it gets old pretty quick, but it's pretty <laughs> hilarious when it first starts out. And that one, it's, it's up and down because it's like, you want to, like, since... For me, at least, you know every song. You're like, wait, I gotta hear. And so now think about the songs on Back in Black for a second. And if so, now you thought about it. If you were like me, you were like, man, I gotta hear you shook me all night long. Like, what? how is he gonna sing that one? Like, is he gonna do it like Brian Johnson does it, where he kind of sort of sings, and you, you know? Like, and how is he gonna do it? And he does it. He goes, <laughs> and it's awful. And it's, 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 it's an everything of pure comedy. Dude, it's like a tongueless dog. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. And I love it. I almost, I need to own it because I. If you've been following Hellcast, this like is not sco- new. I've been talking about this for years. Like Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby I guess in a way it is. But then it's like to me as that guy that I guess is the fogey that knows not only ACDC cl- classics and love the like. I mean, who doesn't like Back in Black? I'm sure there's people watching. I'm that. sure they don't. But whatever, that's great. But you know it, and so knowing that, and then you know it, Chris Barnes, you're like, this got to be great. In a bad way. And then you get it and everything is. But then when you see those people saying, this is amazing, you're just like, I don't know about amazing, man. I would give you that like you like it, but amazing? Maybe entertaining listen because it was funny. Yeah. You might be going down. If you if you just found out about a death metal band through that connection of knowing who ACDC was through whatever Barnes' objective was, you're going to listen to some other death metal. It's kind of like, like who's I don't that, know where I started with who's that, that band. Who's that <laughs> Japanese uh not band, fucking voice maker. Remember you make the sound effects and do songs and you do covers for it, like made in and you know what I'm talking about? I'm sorry, I was just laughing at Dred's comment where he said, now that you've compared Six Feet Under Chris vocals to Scooby-Doo, I'll never hear them the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. I don't know, we got totally derailed. So boom, let's hit you with five random bands and then we'll wrap all this up. Shit, I'll plug it because I've been doing so much plugging myself. Crucify Mortal, Psalms of the Dead Choir, the last album we've done. We're working on new, well, we, mostly me, are working on <laughs> new stuff. And uh, it will be a wee effort when it is done. Um, but yeah, this is the last uh, latest release, and it's available at Hell's Headbangers, um, which the link for that, Cyst, and Speed Wolf Ride with Death are all in the description on this at Hellcast.net. So, we're going to do five bands randomly, our first thoughts in 30 seconds or less. 
It's great because you never know what it's, those thoughts are going to be. So, And then you might be thinking, fuck, I should have said this. Y- yeah, when yeah. And then if you're like us, we're, we totally just break the mold of 30 seconds, and 30 seconds becomes five minutes. But we'll uh, try, try to, to keep, keep it down. Yeah, try to keep so it down. So we'll keep the stopwatch uh, no, going. No, last time we did it, was pretty good. Maybe hit a six, couple 60-seconders, but... I think we're pretty good about it. By the way, uh, I think Goat Hammer saying uh, is uh, Amit Black Metal. Uh, it's like I, that black and thrash, like yeah, doesn't sound like, the, not uh, so, like you know sarcophago, like just that that uh, South American sound. Yeah, I was just gonna say, would it be safe of me? Black I, and I, death thrash. This is a South American metal sound. You agree yeah. that there's a South American sound? Oh yeah, it's exactly. like a Swedish sound. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you can't Absolutely. just say black and thrash because that, what does that mean? There's an Australian sound too. You know, a lot of the oh, totally. six gospel Which horns. Which would very and, well be almost like a more, um, I guess, better, uh, a more properly done South American sound, if you could... You know what I mean? Because they're kind of like in that the black thrash. Yeah, the South American, I could get it because it's dirty, it's more well, demo-y. Right, right. I, mean, I, I don't want to say that the Australian bands aren't dirty. Because a van like Vomitor sure as hell is. Yeah. But it's almost like it's a different dirt. It's almost like they just have a different van. If I just we're going to be talking about endurance analogies, it's dirt. like South American have their vacuum cleaners <sighs> and Australia has their vacuum cleaners and they're both picking up dirt in a different way. Yeah, but it's kind of like that. I mean, it's what like kind of analogy is that? Sweet and their dirt's just fucking more. It's like almost, almost like their dirt's identical. They got dirt. that, you know what I mean? You got the buzzsaw guitar. That's like the dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah. So well, they're just totally. They're just they got all they got all the same vacuum cleaners. Yeah, but <laughs> it's all um, it's, it's all the uh, what's the popular vacuum cleaner nowadays? Hoover, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's an oldie though. Isn't there? There's, there's all that new shit that's out. Fun fact is, I have not had to buy a vacuum cleaner in years because uh, someone in the family was working for Dirt Devil, and I was just getting free vacuums like every month. And oh. ironically enough, we needed those vacuums every other month because all the other ones we got pre. pre- yeah, pre- that seems like broke. dude. I mean, yeah. I'm the last few years, I've had to buy two or three vacuums, and it's very fucking annoying. It's like, well, the vacuum should last 15 years, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, forever. <laughs> so, five bands in 30 seconds or less. This game, or whatever you want to call it, works where we just throw this down. I got patches here, and I just dug through a pile of, of my patches that I have been sitting around for years that I haven't sewn on yet. And we're just going to go, and first thoughts that call off the top of your head, you say them. Based in on 30 that time, seconds based or on left. That time frame, you ain't ever sewn them on. Exactly. <laughs> No, because it's become an awesome segment. So first up, J-Dog will go first, and then I'll comment. The band Demonical. Boom. That's a cool patch, too, by the way. Uh, Demonical. I remember when they first started off, Swedish band, Martin Side Project, post Satinex is what I've always considered it. Thought they were okay when they first came out. I thought their latest album, Chaos Manifesto, if I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was great. Best album that they've done to date. I did not know who Demonical was, but I was first introduced to Demonical by doing a Scandinavian <clears throat> tour with them in 2007, I want to say it was. And that was when I was in the band Nunslaughter, so that was really cool. Got to meet those guys, and then alternately got to meet uh, uh, the drummer of Grave, Ronnie, who was in the band at the time. So it was a really cool nerd thing for me, because it was like I just connected to like that world of like the greats of Swedish death metal with Grave by that experience and then found a cool new band that is carrying that torch and then yeah just put on an awesome new record chaos manifesto all right next up here's one you're gonna love exorcist and to be clear because i think there's plenty of them the one that you should just think right out the uh, top of your head from new jersey i believe because of the whole uh tie with uh 
What's that band? Uh, but at any rate, the one that put out Nightmare Theater, Exorcist. First thoughts. Oh, I love that record. Glad they didn't do anything else because it was kind of nostalgic and mysterious. Yeah. Uh, still to this day, no one knows 100% who the band members are. Or at least I don't know. I mean, I've always heard the rumors. Uh, kind of surprised there's certain individuals never heard of them. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought they're great. I thought it's a mu- I think it's like a Inside must joke. have. I think it's a must have in every metal collection. I knew about them for a long time. It was just like one of those names. I couldn't tell you how or why, um, in this sense at least. And like you just saw that cover. And if you don't know that cover, like you kind of should probably almost see it if you're into like old school metal because. It's just really cool. It's like a bunch of masks. They look old school in like the 80s sense of like cool looking gruesome masks. And it was just like a record that like, I got to hear that. Like, that's my life's mission. Even though if it might suck, I got to hear that. And when I finally heard it, I thought, wow, those are bad sounding drums. I still think that. But God oh, damn, is it a good record? Yeah, I, I, I didn't think they sound yeah. fake. Oh, I really? think it's an electronic drum set. I got I to gotta keep my ears peeled next time. I guess they stand out to me. Hmm. Well, there you go. All right, next up, if I'm right with that, the Exorcist was New Jersey, or at least the New York area, well, then this is going to be right by that house. Boom, blessed death. Um, Kanye always boasted about him. I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, you know, it was more thrash metal. That was kind of like, you know, background thrash for me. Uh, first album, I'd, you know, have to go back and listen to it again, but I remember, uh, I just remember uh, Kanye always excited about him. thought they were fucking, you know. All right. <laughs> I remember that same excitement. Yeah. <laughs> and at that same exact time, because I was, I'm pretty sure we're talking about the same exact date of when uh, Jim Sadis from Nunslaughter was, uh, yeah, hyping about him. And what he was hyping about That's was the early he's, days of Hell's Head being about, yeah, yeah. in both, uh, because we're me and Justin are brothers. I don't know if we, we've ever divulged that information, but me and Justin <laughs> shared a room. And then there are the two brothers of Hell's Headbangers. They also shared a room. And that was the first Hell's Headbangers headquarters was those rooms. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Sadis was over at our parents' house. And we had, uh, or well, it wasn't we at that time because I had nothing involved with Hell's Headbangers other than relation and sharing a room. <laughs> so all this shit was in my room. And so it was Jim Sadis looking through and going, holy shit, you got blessed death, uh, destined for yeah, there was like, I think it was a bootleg di- wasn't it a bootleg disc? It was disc? a bootleg disc Somebody old metal, a- metal records did. Yeah, and yeah. it had the bonus. And then I remember him saying, wow, this is over 30 seconds. I remember him saying, like, dude, you got to put on the song Into the Oven. And in the beginning of the song, it's like, dong, 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 dong. It's like a little, you know, it's kind of just a creep up and like he growls. Like, and, and I remember Kanye because he was always very, uh, the metal visuals. Theatrical. So like you do the, yeah, the theatricals. Like you listen to it. Do you hear him growling? You hear him growling? Like, I hear him, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and just, it was a great story that Kanye with his metal theatrics. That made it more entertaining. You're like, really oh my God, I love this band. And then you'd buy it. And then a week later you put it on and you're like. Yeah, it's not as good. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah I think just his energy came out through his excitement. Yes. This kind of spawn, you know, with, uh, yeah. You oh, know, totally, with, totally, yeah, totally, totally, totally. So. Um, and real quick, before we go on to the next band, uh, Ground Zero Salem, I believe, asked, didn't Exorcist have some sort of connection to Pile Driver? I am almost, I am I've 98% so. sure that yes. That's what I've always assumed, yeah. But the other band to really cite is Original Agent S- Steel, Virgin Steel. What about Original Sin? 
Well, Original Sin was then another band that had those same people. So the story goes that the band Virgin Steel is Exorcist, is Piledriver, I believe, with the exception of Gord, who's the Canadian aspect to that, to then say that Piledriver, the exalted Piledriver, is a Canadian band. I don't think the band is, actually. They might might, might be there, might be now. And I think sort of with that connection... And this modern date of reissues is one of the reasons why we have not got a pile driver uh, reissue because a friend of mine, or Dave Overkill, who's on Heavy Metal Relics uh, and Cleveland's awesome destructor, he knows Gord and he's uh, they kind of said, sorry, Gord, I'm giving all your, your stuff. Uh, but he's kind of said that Gord is like he kind of got screwed and like none of that. He doesn't really have access to some of that stuff. So I don't know how true that is. So that's kind of sort of what I know. Additionally, what J-Dog just said, what about Original Sin? That's a band that when you look at the picture, it has all females and it's written off to be all females, which, of course, the singer is, who is a relative, I think, sister of the guitar player of Virgin Steel, who then the Virgin Steel band encompasses Virgin uh, Original Sin, who, when you see the band picture and the the names are all women who real names might be. But those women depicted aren't exactly on there, just the vocalist. That's what I know. Next band, Dark Angel. Oh, uh, thrashing here. Yeah, classic thrash band. Uh, great thrash band, Darkness Descends, great album. It's definitely not one of my all-time favorites, like somebody's. Like, I like Sacrifice better and those type of shit, like, as opposed to most people like Dark Angel. But, um... It's a classic, and uh, I, I wasn't like the band Merciless Death and didn't realize they had a song called Merciless Death. <laughs> I was but aware the, of it. But that you thought, hey, maybe they raped, named their exactly. name after that. Wow, I might get shit for saying this. Dark Angel, really? What comes to mind is, I love it. I love We Have Arrived and Darkness Descends. And I might have to go back to uh, Time Does Not Heal and um, what's leave the scars. Leave, leave scars. Yeah, those are good albums. They're good. They're good. good because that's what it is. Everyone's like, those are good albums. They are. I don't remember being good. No, man. they are. They're good albums. It's just it's not uh, what is uh, Don Dottie singing or whatever. Well, right, but it's just just different singer. It's. Well, Time Does Not Heal is the one that really... Leave Scars, I kind of forgot. I just remember, Time Does Not Heal. I was just like, where's the... What the hell is this? Like, where's that? You know? And mm-hmm. so it just kind of... But, but man, no, that's... Leave Scars is definitely an aggressive thrash record. Which, what is that singer's name? Eric something or other? I can't no, think of that. someone else. Yeah, I can't think of his name. But yeah. that same singer, though, he is the singer then on Ultimate Revenge 2. Um... Doing those classic Darkness Descend songs, and man, does that guy have some fucking energy. <laughs> so, he's a great front man, and may I just need to go back to those albums. Maybe I was in the wrong mood, you know? Sleepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the production on Leaf Scars is pretty shitty, but it still is an intense album. Oh, okay, maybe that's what I heard. Back to, the, like, what you think is crappy or not, Scott. Maybe I just thought the sound sucked, and that, because that, 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 there are, like, Persecution Mania by Sodom, actually. I don't really like that record because I, I think it's very bland in production. Fight me on it. People do, but I, I don't. I, I, I think it's lacking in the production. That's my opinion on it, at least. All right, here's might be slightly an obscure one. We got one more band. We got two more. Atomizer Atom, from Australia. Yeah, great band, very underrated band. Best album by them is Only Weapon of Choice. And um, yeah, I think they're a must, an absolute must. You want to talk about a band that honestly is pretty original. Exactly. That's a band. That is a band, Because you man. can throw them in the same category like, oh, you could tell he likes Venom, but it doesn't sound like Venom. No. It's like. They cover 
they do one of the things that I would be like, come on, that's a cover that should not we'll be, but it's a model. great song. They cover a lot of the sames. So Motorhead Ace of Spades. Don't they do speak English or die? They do. SOD speak English or die. Uh, and, and whatever. They cover so, Venom Black Metal. But it's never that, even though it's one of those bands where the front man uh, is a bass player, so it's a very bass kind of attractive band, which a lot of metal bands should be, all metal bands should be, I think. And they, you know, whatever. But uh, it just doesn't do that. I don't know that, uh, you know, like Mo- Lemmy worship kind of thing. It, it just never goes there, even though it's so much there. <laughs> it doesn't do any of these trendy leanings. It's like, wow, this is a band that sounds like that band. And especially on their last album that Hell's put out, too. What was the last album called? Do you remember? So was it Songs of Slaughter? Songs, Songs of, of Slaughter, Songs of War. I don't know if that was it, but. No, I said that, well, that, that can make it a seven. We did a double seven inch picture disc, which that's. Pick that up, folks. If you can get that, any that's a sharp looking uh, release. Double picture disc in that uh, oh, yeah. cloth bag. I think that's Songs of Slaughter, Songs of Sacrifice, and then the last album. I'll be honest with you, I didn't care for the last album. See, I got to go back to it though. I, gotta, I just said the same thing. I got to go back to it too because it was he does like that talk kind of thing. It was different. Yeah, it, that's what stood Which, off. I was like, ah, it's like because yeah, I, I thought the, the album before that, like I said, Only Weapon of Choice, I thought was fucking great because they did Death of Forever and uh, Death Death Mutation, Disease Annihilation. Those were good albums, but I thought that Only Weapon was like, holy shit, this is the best. Thing. So I was expecting equally as good as Only Weapon or better. And then it was like, oh, what the fuck is because this? Because then that's what like the different. greatness of that band is. Like, open Only Weapon of Choice. That title track, first song, kicks out. Yeah, Fucking yeah. blasting. It's fast yeah. as hell. But then you get to a song where he does a different vocal style. The vocal style that he did on that last album, mostly that from what I remember, that I somehow didn't like. But yet it's one of my favorite Atomizer songs. And that is When I Die, I Want to Die Violently. Mm-hmm. And he kind of does like that talk, yeah, and like he cool goes bell. into his rasp. I think that's and it's why kind of they like did, an emotional song. The thing is, I think that's why they did that. Uh, I think that was like the hit on that album. Ah. So I think that's why they, they did that fourth, they had fourth. Well, probably maybe try to run with it, and didn't come off the same. Yeah, Atomizer. Yeah. But uh, Jason, Jason, Jason Healy, the uh, front man, uh, he's the one I got a lot of my. Uh, really rare Australian uh, vinyls from that were out of print that I got. I met him on eBay and we stayed in contact and that's how we kind of signed Atomizer. Like for example, uh, Destroy 666, King of Alt Kings, seven inch on blue vinyl, only hundred made. Uh, I got my, I got that from him because he's from Australia, obviously. And uh, Gospel of Horms, um, their 12 inch mini LP and uh, I believe one of their seven inches and uh, Satanic Speedmail by Destroy 666. A lot of those Vinyls that were already long sold out out of print. Yeah, when I got them. I'm excited. I'd start talking to them like the early 2000s, and, I, and you know I missed out on those, and I got it from him. And I got some other shit that's that wasn't Australian too from him. Uh, some pictures and stuff, but a lot of uh, records I own today that are kind of pride and joys I got from him actually. Well, I want to make this mention. Let's hear a fuck yeah Hobbs Angel of Death in the comments because talking about the atomizer thing because then they did they were the first band that then it went on and it happened, but they are responsible for me knowing, because I love Hobbs Angel of Death, who you are also from, from Atomizer? Well, uh, let me tell the story. Atomizer is an Australian band, uh, Hobbs Angel of Death, obviously, mm-hmm. classic Australian. And a lot of Australian bands are seemingly proud of the scene, rightfully so. And so Atomizer did something really freaking cool, speaking of covers, and they covered Tyrus, which is pre-Hobbs oh, yeah, okay. Angel of Death. And that's and they put like liner notes in the seven inch that it occurred, and they they talk about that. They're like, this is from the rare demo, and I'm like, man, I gotta get that demo. 
And I needed that seven inch, and I got that seven inch. And then someone did put the uh, Iron Pegasus, spent, yeah. did a full compilation because, as far as Tyrus was concerned, before they then changed their name to Hobbs Angel of Death and pretty much repeated the same songs, you're not really getting anything that Hobbs didn't just regenerate with Tyrus, but you're getting that whole pre band thing. So, like, it's kind of like a Merciful Fate scenario where if you follow that, like there's the early stuff, you can find bits and pieces of the classics within differently named songs of then a differently named band. And Tyrus did that. However, they only had like four songs. So it wasn't like it was an all, oh my God, because they're pretty much the songs you knew. But then I think there was one song on there that had a different name and that had some of those classic riffs. And then that was just a demo and then they had a live show and then Iron Pegasus put it all together and then you got the complete discography and I thought that was freaking cool. You know, you gotta be a metal nerd. Well, speaking of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, other thrash recordings I like, like I said, is uh, the kind of thrash that I like. Yeah. All my, some of my favorite thrash of all time is, uh, you can look this one up, folks, if you don't know this, is uh, Black Ace Records years ago did a split LP of the... the KK uh, from Destroyer, KK from right? The, That's yeah, KK, KK from Destroyer, yep. A KK War Slut. Um... He put out a split LP by the Australian band Incubus. Not the Incubus, yeah, everybody yeah, knows. Yeah. Incubus, and then, they, and, and then they changed their name to Spectral Birth. Yeah, I know two, you're listening, man. You they love did, it. They did, they did two demos. Incubus did a Sinful Dreams demo, and then they changed their name to Spectral Birth and did another demo. That's some of my favorite thrash ever. So in case you're like, what kind of thrash does J-Dog like? Put those on. That's the kind of thrash J-Dog likes. Do we have any Incubus Spectral Decay? It's kind of spe- spectral, spectral Birth. Sorry, it's kind of like it's kind of like a, like a Slaughterlord type thrash. You know that oh, raw, yeah, dirty, yeah. fast, but Slaughterlord fans gotta like Slaughterlord, man. That's a must. Well, that's kind of obscure stuff, though, in a way. Like you yeah. got so yeah. maybe people might not know it, and that's cool too. So that's Kellen, why, you were the only one that said F that, yet Hobbs. That, Do you like that's those why bands? they're watching the show to learn. I, I would put hope. down those crappy ass graveyard classics albums and pick up some <laughs> fucking Slaughterlord. Yeah, leave the kids to discover some ACDC. All Actually, right. didn't uh, I could be wrong about that? Didn't uh, Six Feet? Oh, maybe not, because I haven't. I haven't heard any of those graveyard classics. Didn't they cover Slaughterlord? Six feet under cover slaughter lord. I thought somebody of that caliber did, and because I, I was like, "Whoa!" Like really su- surprised. I think they might have, and if it wasn't them, it was somebody that was like you wouldn't have expected. Because I was, I was shocked. I'll tell you what, though, I don't know, but even even Scooby Snacks, Chris Barnes <laughs> would have worked better than ACDC worked. Yeah, <laughs> like that would work. Now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, dude, I, I, don't quote me on that, but I think they did. And if it wasn't them, like I said, it was a it was a band of their caliber size. Because I was like, holy shit, they covered Slaughter Lord. Like yeah. I, I didn't expect that. I don't know. You, you know, speaking of Slaughter Lord, real quick, I, I don't want to like get mainstream on it to mention this, but I just think it's funny. And this is one of the reasons why I don't have problems mentioning them. Ghost. Because Tobias Forge, as now his name came out, he was in Repugnant, and he's a death metal guy. He's, like he's, a, he's an extreme metal fan. So there was an interview where like some clueless like mainstream guys like talking about Australian bands, and he was not expecting for someone in Ghost or anybody, frankly, to be like, "I like Slaughter Lord." <laughs> He'd probably be like, "Well, yeah, ACDC," and he did. He said like underground shit, which is like, "Oh, well, at least if he's in a band that seemingly people love or hate." You can respect him. Then he knows his music. To mention that incubus so spectral burst split, that, what's that? Do you mention that incubus spectral burst split? He didn't mention that, That'd but I awesome. thought I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, it is. He, it he is. would cite something like that, and then the Australian guy's like, "Dude, I know Steve, who's a comedian, 
who was uh, I think in like other like Mortal Sin and stuff, uh, bigger, uh, slightly bigger Australian bands. But I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, 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 yeah. to say. And then last but not least, Satanus or Satanus. Uh, Jaws of Satan, man. I mean, uh, Black Earth, great fucking LP. Uh, they have several good albums uh, entering the Diabolical Trinities. Some of their albums are kind of like, eh, eh, you know, hit or miss. Uh, but definitely a lot of good albums. I think they're a very underrated uh, U.S. black metal band, especially with all these trendy people just liking black metal and, you know, putting on their yeah, course yeah. paint, don't like them. But, yeah, if you claim you're in a black, if you're Mr. Mr. Black Metal, I'm Mr. Tough Guy Black Metal, that's all I listen to is black metal, and you ain't got black earth in your collection, just get the hell out of my shop. Well, I'll tell you what, that's just going back to their first album. Sathanus, uh, who are not only friends as well that I had the pleasure of doing a European tour with, so definitely really got to know their music better than I had already pretty much knew it, and I did, did know it, but, the, you know, found a way more appreciation to it. They have a new album out. Just came out. Did you oh, know that? Was that? No, no, I didn't know that. Band that always, that is a band, when you're talking about a badass album cover, they always, they always deliver on that. Do they? Don't you, uh, dude, think about it. N- uh, Nightmare Night Apocalypse, Apocalypse. Cool, yeah. awesome. The I think that's more cool. recent times, though. No, because like, Thy Dark Heavens and shit, I mean, was that, I mean, it's, you know. Well, I don't know. Maybe later, but still, <laughs> they, they, they're, they're, there's a lot of awesome artwork in their cl- collection. And yes, I don't think it's safe to just say black metal, though. That really does not give it justice. There's so much it more does, there. You know what, though? It does, though. You know why? Because all these shitty-ass fucking, don't need okay. to mention names, black metal, they ruin the term. That's black metal. Heavy, catchy, songs are different. Can understand what he's saying, especially if you're following the lyrics. But yes, it still has that rap. Yeah, it's gotten, it has some testicles to it. There's the, you know, it's not just some fucking estrogen-filled black metal. It's actually fucking man's metal. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, no, that's that's black metal. It's just I just think the pussy shit is fucking kind of overtaken. Yeah, it's kind of taken the um the, the genre. Going back to how do you decipher if a band's awesome or shitty? It's got the good vocalist, it's got the drums, it's got the riffs, and it's got the bass. Bass could be a little bit louder in some recordings though. <laughs> And and that's Sathanus for you. Those are the thoughts and Sathanus in probably five minutes or less. You know, <laughs> um, the first album. You know, the one thing my one complaint on it is. Um, I was reading Dred's remark of estrogen-filled black metal, Cradle of Filth. <laughs> oh, the early Cradle of Filth are great, man. The early ones, but yeah, they later became very much so. But Dred, I think you might be a new Hellcast listener. Hellcast.net. Go back to our previous they episodes. There's Cradle like what eighty some episodes. Where we do a what happens segment, and folks who've been watching since J Dog's been kind of more, or well, been kind of been the regular co-host um, for a while now. Yeah, we're going to get a better live feed going, fun for, fun of the future for Reaper Productions, um, where we can now do those segments again. They didn't go away. A lot of things people I think thought they went away. Um, we're going that way. We can broadcast the music and comment on it because otherwise, if we're wearing headphones and because this is just getting the camera phone and we're obviously telling the microphones, no one's going to know. So we need to broadcast that, but we will possess the technology and do that. So at any rate, we did a what happened cradle of filth, and what we kind of found that happened is yeah, it might be estrogen filled uh, black metal, but it wasn't like so god awful that maybe you would think it is. But I would challenge you to go back to support that opinion. Be like, wow, this is just flat out dog shit. Yeah, but the difference between them too. They look bad though. The thing is, the thing is, I could give them some more credit. Yeah, it is estrogen filled black metal, but it's it's that's kind of their demographic. They're going for that. What I was referring to is a lot of the underground stuff where they think they're like tough guys, and it's just like 
this is kind of like pussy metal, but you guys think you're like tough guys. At least I don't think they think they're like tough guys. This is the point where we've been here for well, well over an hour, which is usually the time frame we like to do our live feeds. But we gave you a little bit more. And that's kind of what's to be expected now here. Hellcast.net is the place. I want you to go there and subscribe to our mailing list if you have not. Because you will then obviously be getting, well, we do giveaways, so we just did one, and if you're on the mailing list, that just automatically entered you into that, and we just drew it from a hat, and that's how that went, and we're going to be doing another one in a few weeks, uh, preferably next, and that was Dirk from Megadeth, who, like I said, is not what you would think and likes god-awful music. He knows his shit and has some cool stuff to give away then as a a kind of a Reaper Metal launch to coincide with that, and that's going to be a sign-up for there, but I'm going to give you a head start just sign up for it because then you're going to be in that bucket we're just going to draw some names and that's how we're going to give it away this has been hellcast i am reaper cheetah we will talk to you next time